Barbie is on summer break, but we'll be back with brand new episodes in August. In the meantime, we're sharing some segments from way back when that you may have missed. This week, it's our very first graphic novelty ever, discussing My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies by, you guessed it, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's all happening now on Cover B. Like, oh my god. It's graphic novelties. Hello fam and welcome to a new segment that we're doing called Graphic Novelties. Fancy brand spanking new. So this is going to be a segment um, that we're going to do from time to time to kind of diversify what we talk about on the show. um, Wherein we're going to focus, we're going to read... An original graphic novel, uh, which is different than a trade paperback because it's something that hasn't been collected in, in comic book floppies. It's like a standalone book. Standalone book that is graphic, um, and we are going to review it, let you know what we thought. Might be Some might be brand new, some might be a little bit older. The one we picked for our first episode is a little bit older. It's still kind of newish. Um, it is called My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips with Colors by Jacob Phillips. Um, we picked this one specifically because I'm a huge Ed Brubaker fan. Uh, T has read a handful of Ed Brubaker stuff and also really loves it, so we figured we could have a good bit of stuff to talk about. So, T, what did you think? Uh, my heroes have always been junkies. I had no idea what I, what this was about, or had it very. I had zero expectations going into the book mm-hmm. um, because I don't. I don't know why, but I had like a weird feeling it was going to feel sort of um, uh, non-fiction-y. Um, mm. I don't know why. I guess I had read somewhere that he was doing a book tour for it. And, you know, the title's not terribly like fiction-y based. Yeah, a lot of people, like when you look at reviews and stuff about it or interviews about it people refer to it as a very personal title right and so i went in kind of expecting it to be that way but the book itself a surprised me big time by the content and b i thought was brilliant i mean the the combination of the topic and the depiction of the language as well alongside the art and the colors, and I'm glad that you mentioned who did the colors because I think mm-hmm. that was the coloration of these pages is so impactful to the rest of the book that I thought it was amazing. I I mean, it's not you don't expect going into a book like this that's essentially a drama and having a twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it's so subtle and and subdued and. Um, it does feel very personal. It, it feels like almost like you're reading someone's journal. And I thought that was just really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said in interviews that a lot of um, <laughs> the main character, Ellie, a lot of her memories, um, which she spends a lot of time going into like nostalgic modes. Yeah. And in a little bit, I want to talk about the use of color in this book. Um, but he has said in interviews, I believe that a lot of those memories are related to his own memories and part of why he writes a lot of, you know, criminal and fade out and killer be killed is, um, 
you know, he draws on a lot, I guess, you know, he had a pretty wayward youth, um, and he draws on a lot of that to build these stories as kind of a, you know, both inspiration and, you know, uh, kind of moralistic tales of like don't be like this but also you know generally i suppose therapeutic type things for him so yeah um yeah the colors in this book are what i really wanted to focus on because i love like ed brubegger and sean phillips they always have amazing uses of colors in their books um and they've got jacob phillips doing the colors on their recent run of criminal and he also did um, this one, and then like Killer Be Killed was colored by Elizabeth Brightweiser, um, and oh, it's just so good. I, like in Fade Out, for instance, the colors were very dark, very heavy, lots of shadow, and it just fit this like nighttime nineteen fifties Hollywood aesthetic. Yeah. In this one, everything's very bright and pastel. And then it goes to these, like, memories of her watching her mom shoot up on heroin and, like, you know, reading dust jackets of records about, you know, stars that have died from overdoses or died in disgusting ways. Um, and it's just, it's, it then goes to these, like, browns, these, like, drab colors, you know? Yeah. And then it bounces back to this, like, pastel, kind of clean, very, you know in the now type colors. Right. And I think it's just, it's, it's so cool. And it matches kind of the theme of this book where, you know, it's this girl gets put into rehab, doesn't really want to be there. You find out later that she has other motives for being being there. there. Isn't planning on getting clean is a very like in the moment kind of person. And so, you know, the jarring juxtaposition of like the memories being very drab and khaki and then the like pastel clean very mellow feel of the like modern or the present times is really like just fits the tone nicely because that's how she sees the world she doesn't have a lot of like edge and grime she's just doing what she needs to do you know she has a mission she has a plan she has things that she likes she has things that she does and that's just how it is you know I, I really enjoyed the coloration, too, because to me it felt a lot like when you read something that's been um, done by Michael Gatos, mm-hmm. um, like Jessica Jones yeah. or um, Pearl. They, It's this use of color that's both sporadic and, and filling of a page, but it's, it's vague. Mm-hmm. Like, there aren't bounds to it. And I think those are – that's really important because – all three of the characters I just mentioned, you know, from the book we've just read, as well as Jessica Jones and Pearl, um, they they all have this, like, you could almost call it, like, wishy-washy type essence to them, mm. where where they just, they're dealing with life as it comes, and they're dealing with things as they go, and nothing is hard and fast, and there aren't, you know, it isn't black and white. Everything is shades of gray. And mm-hmm. I feel like that representation of doing that with this color where things just sort of blend together and, and it's not really like individual staying inside the lines. Everything just sort of fades into one another. I think that's such a cool representation of personalities. Yeah. And to be able to do that in that visual way. One thing I love about this book is that it's a very approachable noir book. In yeah. that it, there's not a look of nudity, you know what I mean? Like, 
There's not really any gore or heavy violence. Um, there's some language, but it's not like, you know, thrust down your throat of like big thuggish guys being like, F that, F you, F that, you no. know? And it talks about drugs, but it doesn't, it's simultaneously, and this is a great thing that Brubaker does, like absolutely wonderful. It toes the line, like he, he has this ability to toe the line of glorifying something morally un sound you know what i mean yeah. like morally wrong but also not shaming it you know what i mean like he toes yeah. that line he doesn't glorify it doesn't shame it and the title of the book makes you think this whole thing's gonna be about drugs are great we should all do drugs but she like you know she takes some pills she smokes some weed they drink you know but for the most part she's not like shooting up on heroin they're not like wasted and high the entire time in this book and even though that she, you know, does glorify these people and talk about, you know, a lot of musicians and stuff that got high, it's always about, like, look at what they created. And it's always kind of focusing on, you know, them building a story with drugs as, like, a backdrop of that and not, like, look at how great they were on drugs. We should all do drugs. You know, it. she recognizes the downside to drugs but it's almost like she views them as bottle rockets. Not so much role models, but she sees these people with these short-lived lives that, you know, just came out and exploded in this beauty. And then some of them sobered up, and she sees that as kind of the end. Um, some of them died in various ways. Um, but, it, you know, she doesn't ever look at them as like, you know, this is how we need to be. She just recognizes that they were on drugs but they did some great shit and that's really cool, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, you mentioned how the, the past kind of like memories are all painted in this really drab way. So she'll be talking about like, there's this one instance where she's talking about how she was in the bathroom and she saw her mom. Um, I think her mom shoots up and, and how beautiful her mom was in her memory after that. But the scene itself is, is kind of it gives you like this weird despicable feeling when you're looking at it so like she's glorifying the situation but we're seeing it from this very like stark and and upsetting kind of perspective of like there's this little girl watching her mom shoot up in the bathroom and it's in these like gray terrible tones mm -hmm. and you're like this it it it's both the character glorifying, but also just, like, the vision of it is so uncomfortable that mm. it doesn't glorify it. Yeah, and it's it's a startlingly relatable kind of thing to want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she sees these people who get high and sing songs and write songs and make art. And she sees her mom getting high in the bathroom and just becoming loose. And she talks about how, you know, junkies, when they've had a hit are always the most trustworthy, truthful people, you know, and what she's more than like the act of using drugs, what she is really like respecting and looking up to is the ability to like wash yourself of all anxiety and pretense and just like live and see the world around you in a colorful, bright, happy way without like looking and being like, you know, Oh, there's my mailbox. I got bills, you know, yeah. or like, Oh, you know, the sun, the sun is there, but look at those clouds rolling in. Oh no, it's going to rain. You know, like we spend so much time constantly like 
adding in all these like worries and troubles and, and stipulations like, stipulations to life she wants to live a life where she doesn't have those yeah you know and that's what she looks toward and like i said even though she does drugs in the book she never really establishes that she herself is a junkie she just kind of lives a junkie lifestyle like like a junkie mindset is yeah. what she wants to put herself in so she like doesn't have a lot of worry about like relationships even when she's like kind of betraying somebody in this book she doesn't hold a lot of like pretense and worry to herself she just like does it yeah. and that's one of the biggest things is that she starts to feel those worries and that's what bothers her the most is that she's feeling this like double talk and this like double thinking of stuff you know and true. she just wants to be able to like be in the moment and cruise through so and she never really does we don't see her do hard drugs in the book yeah we don't they you know definitely take some pills like painkillers and they, and they do smoke some, some pod. And they do some weed. Yeah, they do like a weed vape yeah, or they something. Yeah, like a weed vape and talk about how strong it is. And they drink and stuff. But yeah, they legitimately don't like, there's no like needles. There's no, no you know, getting really like slammed on the goo goo, if you know what I mean. What the hell is goo goo? Or, you know, rolling some ham sandwich, you know. That's not a thing. You're making that they up. They don't, they don't. You know, kick the Clinton, if you know what I mean. No one knows what you mean. <laughs> you are making this up. No one knows what those are. I really liked, um, I always love books. Like, I loved uh, Phonogram by your boy, Kieran. Um, I love <laughs> books that talk about, like, specifically, like, music history, but, like, movie history, Hollywood history, uh, history in general. Like, books that really, like, give you facts so you kind of like, oh, that's neat. I'll bring that up at a party. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I love getting that tidbit. And this book has that. Like, I never knew about the, like, tragedy of Billie Holiday until I read this book. Yeah. You know, like, her dad died because a whites-only hospital refused him treatment. Flash forward years later, she's, like, high as shit in need of treatment. But because she's high as shit, they refuse her treatment and she freaking dies. Yep. You know? and that's crazy like that's crazy so like it has a bunch of that kind of stuff and it's just all about music which is really neat um and yeah it's just it's hard for me to (laughs) pinpoint just a few things to talk about because i I really enjoyed it and it's a quick read you know that's kind of a downside it's not really i took it on a plane i think you took it on a plane too actually so here's a little background story for me I recently was in the Pacific Northwest, and I've never been to the Pacific Northwest before. I was in a uh, on an island off of Seattle, and I have never really been in an area where I had time change stuff. So I'm not a great early riser. It's not really my my go to. Mm-hmm. And but I woke up at like six thirty, just because of the time yeah, change and everything, so. and nobody else was awake yet. And so I grabbed my book and I grabbed my blanket and I went outside onto the front porch of the house we were staying at and it was like beautiful and like 58 so it was like chilly but not cold there wasn't any wind and the sun was shining and I like curled up on this chair and I like read this book and it was just one of the most peaceful moments and I think I was in like the perfect mindset to read this book. It was just like these bright colors on the page and this bright warm sun and this like pleasant area. And it was just like really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so 
so like I have yeah. this weird like dreamy perspective of this book now because that memory was just so pleasant. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So like, it's a great book to read in a situation like that. Yeah, too, and I was so able to finish it. And nice. Yeah, and I was able to finish it in the one sit down. I ended up going back inside by like seven fifteen, and mm-hmm. like everybody was just starting to wake up, sleepyheads. And it was it was just nice. Like it was the perfect like length and and it yeah. was just good. Yeah, for me I took it on a like three and a half hour flight and picked like pulled it out of my bag and read it and it didn't even cover like the first hour. So it's it's kind of a quick read, which is good. Yeah. You know, you don't you know, sometimes especially with like graphic novel, you don't want it to be like oh man, I gotta put a bookmark in this. Yeah. You know? Like the nice it's nice to have a book that is an entire story. That you could just pick up, read in one sitting and be done. And you don't have to worry about, like, what if I never get back to it, you know? It's like a um, snack. It's a quick consumable. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the chewy granola bar of stories. Um, but it was very good. I highly recommend it. So if you're looking for a fun noir book, My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's an image book. It comes in a really just gorgeous hardcover. It's like a baby blue with a really cool, like, drawing of the main character on the front with, like, cool shading and stuff. It's it's really just fantastic. It's a great book, guys. Sixteen ninety nine from Image. So definitely get out and pick up that book. Um, this has been Graphic Novelties. Woohoo!